Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Living the dream once again here on a fully loaded college football Saturday. This is Fox Football Saturday. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there on a match selection. Fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If I sign, uh, sound a little bit hyped right now, that's because my <laughs> UCLA Bruins just got in the end zone again. They are leading. USC by a score of 21 to 10. Kerry is in today. Kerry, yes. it's great to see you, man. Always good to see you, Steve. I know you're happy. You're excited. You jumped around a little when, bit when the yeah. touchdown happened. Yeah, it was a, a slight vertical, but you got up a little bit. It was pretty impressive <laughs> for me. Uh, like Phil see. Mickelson winning his first Masters, that kind of vertical. <laughs> yeah. I have no vertical. But anyway, it's, uh, it's you know, we're down to the wire here in college football. After yep. this week, we have two more weeks. Uh, I'll have my Heisman update coming up later on in this hour. Also, Adam Kaplan's going to be joining us here in about 15 minutes, breaking down tomorrow's NFL schedule. But you get to that point of the college football season where every game now really starts to count. Absolutely. And what we're seeing across the country, uh, you know, we we obviously have the traditional rivalries this week, next week. Yeah. Uh, some of these big games that you throw out the records. It doesn't matter. I know, I mean, to give you my own personal experience with USC and UCLA. So my dad went to USC. Okay. I graduated USC. My mom attended UCLA. She would have graduated <laughs> UCLA, but she dropped out a semester early to have me. She was a young mom. <laughs> Yes. And so I was raised in a house where it was USC and UCLA. Mm -hmm. I was a Trojan. I mean, I was diehard. When I was a kid way back in the day, when USC football with John McKay was dominant and UCLA basketball with John Wooden was dominant, on the L.A. scene, everyone likes to follow the winner. So it was like USC football, UCLA basketball, not me. I was USC USC. across the board. But I ended up going to UCLA. And then it didn't take long for me to figure it out. So wait, Steve, how did you end up at UCLA? It's a very simple story. I didn't have the money to go to USC. (laughs) My dad went on the GI Bill. I didn't have any GI Bill to get me into USC. Show you how incredible this was. UCLA, this is back in 1976. Anyway, um, it was 
tuition at UCLA. Mm-hmm. UCLA. Mm-hmm. $630 a year. $630 a year. A year. $210 a quarter for a full schedule. <laughs> oh, wow. Even when I graduated after five years, it was never more than $800 a year. So you're saying your student loans wasn't that bad. I didn't have student loans. <laughs> My dad could actually pay the bill on that one. So uh, it was a much different era. But, yeah. you know, I have I have been a part of this rivalry. In fact, starting with my freshman year at UCLA, I attended, in attendance, 20 of the next 21 USC-UCLA games. Wow. And I used to say this about this game, that my body chemistry was one way, 365, four days of the year, and then there was the day of the USC-UCLA game. Now, I don't feel quite that way anymore, but as soon as I see both these teams on the field (laughs) together, whether it's at the Rose Bowl, whether it's a Coliseum, I mean, I have history that dates back... A long time in this rivalry. So, and I know whether it's, you know, the Iron Bowl or the yeah. Civil War or yeah. the Apple Cup or whatever your rivalry is listening out there, you know exactly what I mean. It's funny because, right, Alabama boy mm-hmm. grew up in Alabama, grew up in Birmingham, Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. I was 100% legit all about the Crimson Tide, right? right. It's funny how that changes when it's time to make your own decision as not only a teenager, but, you know, you start to reach that adulthood and you have to make decisions for yourself. So in my recruiting, in my recruiting trail, I was a quarterback. I went to Auburn. You know, I went to their camp, went to their quarterback camps, went through their system the whole time, was probably going to sign there. Bleeding Alabama Crimson Tide, Right. right? And so... Hoping they came in at the tail end to come in and swoop me up a little bit. And so they did. We had a guy on my team that was the number one player in the country. And they weren't, Alabama weren't recruiting me as a quarterback, but they were recruiting me as a safety. And any team that came to me wanted me to play safety, I just kind of kicked them to the side. It didn't matter who it was, no matter how much I loved Alabama, whatever. Auburn wanted to sign me. Alabama wanted to sign me late as a athlete safety. Louisville came in. Obviously, I went to Louisville. But the decision to you know, just ditch my childhood team to go to the team that was offering me more, a yeah. better opportunity, I was I was gung-ho with. And so, you know, ended up not, you know, scrapping both teams as I went on to college. And uh, We have got a fumble, again. a fumble by USC, oh, recovered by man. UCLA, a scoop and score for the Bruins. And they are now running away oh, with this man. game. By the way, this is not what I expected today. So I, I missed the play. Let's watch the replay here. Caleb Williams, and this is it for Caleb Williams, because I can promise you, even though USC has a bowl game, he will not play in that bowl game. So we're watching a replay. USC starting to drive deep in their own territory. Their running back runs up the middle, and he is going to get stripped oh, of the ball, man. and it's picked up by UCLA, run him for a short touchdown. So UCLA, with an extra point, will extend their lead to 28-10. to 10. Wow. You know, last week we saw Caleb Williams cry on the sideline. Yes. After they lost to Oregon up in Eugene, which officially eliminated them from any chance to get to the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, And if his career does end today with a loss to UCLA, forget draft stock. Okay. Let's just talk about the psyche of a of a young player. Mm-hmm. When Caleb Williams won the Heisman Trophy last year, 
And obviously they were coming off a very disappointing low loss to Utah in the Pac-12 championship game that knocked them out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the defense had collapsed in that bowl <laughs> game against Tulane. But they came back this year with the hype that USC was absolutely in the conversation to get to the playoff. That was his mindset oh, yeah. coming well, back sure. for another year. And, of course, he wasn't, the NFL was not an option for him this year. But to go from that to a potential loss here now trailing UCLA 28 to 10 and go 7 and 5. Yeah, it's a colossal failure for USC. So what are you getting with Caleb Williams? Skill-wise, obviously he's not responsible for one of the worst defenses in the country. Let's right. make that infinitely clear. Right. And his numbers are still elite numbers, not quite to the level we saw a year ago, yeah. but still elite numbers. But psychologically, going to the NFL and joining a bad team, whether it's Arizona or whatever team ends up with that pick, or dare I say New England, um, (laughs) what are you getting right now with Caleb Williams? Yeah, I think the psyche part of it, you can wipe that clean for him. He's so talented, and obviously he's going to be around players that are definitely more skilled all around across the board on the next level, right? So he could raise their play, and they could raise his play simultaneously. I think in college what we're starting to see is, obviously besides USC being a a disgrace for what they're putting out there defensively, one player can't elevate any team to a point where you mask huge flaws. And we have flaws the way that (laughs) USC does. It shows, and this is what's happening with college football. I think you start to put the onus on these quarterbacks and these special players. I mean, look at Colorado, right? Travis Hunter. One of the best players in college, but you can't really appreciate or see that in the teamwork, in the framework of a team that's not ready to compete. And USC is one of those same teams. So I think psychologically he'll be fine. Yeah, he should be okay. But yeah. uh, And like I'm, I'm predicting right now, since USC is bowl eligible and yeah. will go to a bowl game, whatever that might be, <laughs> I would say it would be 99.99% chance he will not play uh, in that bowl game because yeah, that's done. what you do. Unless you're in the playoffs, what is the reason to play in a bowl game when you're expected to be the number one pick uh, in the NFL draft? So, again, USC trailing UCLA. Nine minutes to go in the third quarter. Not over yet. Maybe he can engineer a comeback, but they're in a deep hole trailing 28-10. to 10. Just quick. Quickly, you mentioned Colorado. Yeah. And they were the talk of the college football world, a 3-0 start, Coach Prime sort of rewriting the landscape of college football. After last night's 56-14 to blowout loss in Pullman against Washington State, they sit alone at the bottom of the Pac-12 standings with a 1-7 and conference record. No bowl eligibility. That's out the window. Uh, most likely they're on the road against Utah next week. Four and eight is what they're staring at right now to finish this season. Does that change at all any of the impact that we talked about earlier this season with Deion Sanders coming to Colorado? It doesn't because we talked. I think I was actually in with the show with you early. When I think they were 2-0 or 3-0. and And the impact that he had on that school. I mean, I was walking around California seeing people at games with Colorado sweatshirts and, and apparel right. on. So well, they slow out. They sold out the Rose Bowl. Exactly. That was a UCLA fan showing up. Exactly. So the, I think the attention and the awareness brought to the program, definitely a win. I don't think anybody really, anybody that really knew football thought this team would win 70 games, right? I think being four and seven now, wherever they are, is a disappointment from where they started. 
but I don't think it hurts him long run. I think Dion's going to be able to recruit, which he will, and get his guys into that program. And I still think they're going to be okay. As far as this season goes, disappointment on how it started. But I don't think any sane person who knows sports would thought this team would be, you know, a team that really contended down the stretch. Quick note about this UCLA-USC game. I've been told by many sources that Chip Kelly is toast after this season. It's over. In fact, if they were to lose today to USC, they still have one game remaining against Cal next week before they go to their bowl game. Uh, The word was if they lose today, he's gone after today. (laughs) If he wins today, they'll wait until after the Cal game. Uh, But uh, as they move on to the Big Ten, and again, he's been there six years. He has a 500 record. The worst part of it is the Rose Bowl's empty. What if Chip Kelly? What if Chip Kelly actually packed his bags and didn't coach the bowl game? Would that would that be suitable? Chip Kelly will not be coaching whatever the bowl game is for UCLA. All right, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. We got a lot of college football to get to over the course of the day, but we're going to take a sneak peek at tomorrow's games around the NFL. Our NFL in. Insider Adam Kaplan joins us next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Listen to Comeback Stories. I'm Darren Waller. You may know me best as a tight end for the New York Giants. You may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction alcoholism you may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or a producer Uh, and you may have seen the work that i've done through my foundation and you may know my friend and co-host donnie starkins as well he's a mindfulness teacher a yoga instructor a life coach a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential and we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories catch us every week on comeback stories on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm katia adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Shotgun snap, handoff to Lloyd who gets away from three men, runs laterally, fumbles oh. the football. Alex Johnson scoop, Alex Johnson score, touchdown UCLA. Jalen Davies popped it loose. It bounced in a friendly manner right up to the right hip of a very happy oh. man. Alex Johnson takes it home. That's Josh Lewin from Learfield, UCLA, leading USC 28-13 to inside four minutes ago to third quarter uh, in that game. Once again, this is Fox Football Saturday. Steve Harbin, Kerry Rhodes with you. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. And football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio every Sunday morning beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific for Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Brian No, Jeff Schwartz, and professional better Bill Crack Krakenberger will have you covered three hours before kickoff every Sunday morning. Listen to Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, so we got our eye on college football today and then the NFL takes over again tomorrow. I'm I'm telling we're just motoring through this football season. Week 11, can you believe it? Week 11 in the National Football League, breaking it all down as he does better than anyone on the planet is our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, Adam Kaplan. And Adam, let's start with a team that I picked to win the Super Bowl this year Uh-oh. preseason, and that would be the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, yeah. I think we can scratch that one off after yeah, the season-ending sure. injury, obviously, to Joe Burrow. Yep. But what is the story circulating about Burrow and an injury before the game that was not reported by the Bengals? And then, I mean, they claim he was perfectly fine, that he got hurt during the game. But is the NFL going to push this investigation now that Burrow is officially out for the season. Yeah, they actually, my understanding is they're still going to go through with it, uh, number one. Number two, so when I first started coming to the league in the late 90s, the rule was this. If you were treat, if a player is being treated for an injury, even in this case, wearing uh, some sort of contraption for the player's right wrist or right hand, you're required to list the player on the injury report. Over the, the years, it changed if a player would practice fully, he did not be, have to be listed on the injury report. That's what I've seen in recent years. I don't agree with it, but that could be the Bengals' cover for this. We'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see what the league says about this. Now, to me, if it's obvious that he's being treated for something, he should be on the injury report. Like This has got to be clarified from the league. I'll be interested to see what their statement will be in the next week or so over this. They'll, they'll, have, to, they'll have to announce something. Uh, now, the Bengals absolutely say that whatever was going on with his hand or his wrist before he tore the ligaments in the wrist in this game, 
had nothing to do with this injury that just happened. Whatever it was is completely separate. Burrow said as, as well. Uh, but moving this forward here, the only question for them is, could they actually hang in there with Jake Browning to be the last wild card? Here's the problem for that. The Bengals lose the wild card to the Texans because they lost it home to them last week. Yeah, it's going. To, it's looking pretty bleak for them, Cap. Uh, yep. I think the uh, I think Browning played pretty well. Um, put under the circumstances he w- he was in, but uh, yeah, it's going to be tough for them to compete with the top of the AFC North anyway. Um, but let's talk about another AFC North team, the team they actually faced and lost to that Thursday. Seems to be putting it putting it all together offensively. Uh, obviously, number you know really top ranked defense, but the offense is starting to put it all together with the weapons they have. They just lost Mark Andrews. How yeah, do you see Baltimore moving forward with? with the team minus Mark Andrews. Yeah, so they've done this before when Andrews couldn't play. Last year, it was Isaiah Likely because yep. Charlie Kohler, the other rookie tight end last season, was not available. He was out uh, due to injury. He was out for most of the season. Now, both are healthy. Kohler's a uh, really good player, by the way, out of Iowa State, and Likely is a better athlete. Look for them to kind of share the role. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, we should mention, Odell Beckham Jr. had a huge game. Uh, they used him as a nine-route runner, a, a, a deep uh, vertical runner, which shows you his, his over-the-knee and ankle problems that kind of plagued him over the summer and earlier the season. Uh, that's really good news for them. Uh, so they've gotten healthy at the receiver positions just without Andrews for the rest of the season in playoffs, no matter how far they go. It's going to be a problem. The running game has come alive here. Kerry, you're right. Their offense looks pretty good. Yep. Uh, their defense, despite having a bunch of no-names, still leads the the league in sacks. So they're still really looking good, and they obviously would still be the favorite. But the team that is so so just defying the odds are the Steelers, who get outgain on offense every game, <laughs> but yet they seem to win. Yeah. Well, and another unpredictable team, the Cleveland Browns. So yeah. last week was unbelievable. Yeah. So we're sitting here doing our show on Sunday, Rich and I, and Deshaun Watson could not have been worse in the first half. I mean, six for 20, he's playing awful. Looks like a Ravens blowout win. And then he goes 14 for 14. Perfect second half. Not only that, big runs and everything else. Yeah. We're finally seeing the Deshaun Watson that we saw in his Houston heyday. And then a couple of days later, he's out for the season. So now you're looking at the Steelers at the Browns this week. Both these teams are in prime position to get into the postseason with six and three records. But as you mentioned, Kenny Pickett doesn't wow anybody, except for the fact that he's only thrown four interceptions this year. And now my UCLA guy, DTR, is going to get an opportunity uh, to take over as the starting quarterback for the Browns. So what do we make of these two teams? Are these the two worst six and three teams you've ever seen? I mean, they've worked with defense, they have a running game, but they've been getting almost no production out of their quarterbacks in a league that's dominated by quarterbacks. Yeah, Watson two weeks ago actually played well. This this past game you talked about it kind of obviously uneven. And the fact that he was able to finish the game with two injuries, the high ankle sprain, which would have kept him out four to six weeks, and then the, the shoulder fracture, uh, which is not related to the previous shoulder injury, which is more towards the rotator cuff. It's just remarkable. But yeah, uh, the Thompson Robinson is a really good athlete out of UCLA. He's kind of raw, uh, did not play well in his only start. In fact, he was awful against Baltimore. That's why they they moved to P.J. Walker. Now, Walker was inconsistent, to say the least. He kind of struggled. Touring Thompson Robinson has looked better in practice the last two weeks, particularly last week. So they're going to give him a shot here, guys. They're going to they're give him a shot against a really good defense. The Steelers have a couple guys injured in their back end of their defense. Micah Fitzpatrick is out again. They're down another safety. 
Uh, but they're healthy at corner, which they had not been earlier in the season. They have a, a great pass rush. By the way, the Browns are super banged up at tackle. They're down at least three tackles for this game, so that would worry me. Uh, but, yeah, Kenny Pickett, I'll say this. He does seem to play well, Steve, as you said, in the fourth quarter, yes. though, especially. It doesn't turn it over. And they're running the ball well. Boy, that tandem. Jalen Warren, who's a former undrafted free agent. I was talking to someone with the Steelers this week who told I didn't realize this. He was actually he transferred from another school. And that's why he wasn't drafted. And Najee Harris has come alive here. So the running game is great. It's just, can they make throws when they need to? And here's the problem. They're facing the best pass defense in the National Football League. Yeah, both teams are... I don't. I wouldn't call them the worst six and three teams, but I would. <laughs> I, I would call Pittsburgh that though. I. Yeah. I actually put that. I would put that label on Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is one of those teams where, it just looks ugly. Mike Tomlin, man. <laughs> I know. There and by the way, they don't like that. Uh, so the guy I spoke with did not when I when he answered the phone and said, "Hey, winning ugly. How's it going?" And he, and the guy didn't like that. <laughs> kind of barked at me. Goes, "Man, what are you talking about? Yeah, win's it's a, a win. win. You know, Carrie, yeah. for being a player, like the coaches don't want to hear that. A win is a win. I. But are we realistic? Yes, we're realistic. It doesn't look very good. How much longer could they keep this up? Is kind of what we're going here. Yeah, let's move. Let's move along from the AFC North. I think. Yeah, I think we all kind of agree that. Yeah. <laughs> the the yeah. the AFC North is. Out of all the football going on right now, there's still the the old-fashioned ground and pound type of football yep. going on in the, in the black and blue division. But uh, let's move from there, and let's talk about another team that had high expectations. I didn't have high expectations for them coming in, but you know when you have a quarterback named Josh Allen, you tend to have that. Yeah. What's going on in Buffalo? You you move on from the offensive coordinator and put the blame on him, not the blame on you know J.A. for making you know these tur- these bonehead turnovers during the season, but. What's look? What's what's the I guess the prognosis on this team moving forward? I don't Oof. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. But what what do you think? Yeah, I don't either. Uh, based on the, the, they've got three major injuries on defense from all three levels of that defense. Their defense is hanging in there. It's just not as dominant now. I mean, it's it's hanging in there. But the offense, Josh Allen with some of these interceptions where he thinks he can make the throw, he doesn't see the too deep coverage. It's a mistake. Mm-hmm. Sean McDermott, the head coach who made a decision to move on. From Ken Dorsey, he's hoping Joe Brady's got a good relationship with Allen, who's got a lot of energy, is hoping he could reach him. But uh, I'm told that when Brady was fired with uh, the Panthers to, by, two years ago, in season, by the way, uh, with the Panthers by then head coach Matt Rule, that he felt like the, the playmakers were not getting the football. And there is a parallel here. If you really look at it, Stefan Diggs' numbers are, are down a little bit. Gabe Davis is not getting the ball. He's also dropped some. But the other thing is to defend Ken Dorsey, the fumble that James Cook had, uh, Dalvin's younger brother, I mean, on the, on the first series of the game last week, that, that, that's on James Cook. I mean, it was, a, it was a beautifully designed screen. He fumbles it. You can't have that. Now, the, 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 the lack of discipline with Allen with the picks, that's a problem. And this is where Brian Dable and, and Allen work beautifully together. Brian would get on them. There would be a lot of jawing back and forth, but there was a healthy respect from, with each other. And Dayball was the one who really developed him, and they've not. He's let's face it, he's not been he's not been the same since. And I don't know that he'll ever get there again. It's uh, it, it is turnovers based, but also he has to understand that there's some throws throw the ball out of bounds or run. The other thing is, you know, they're not designing the runs that that they were doing earlier this season. Yeah. All right, I told you this last week. <laughs> I'm going to repeat myself this week. C.J. Stroud is the most Mm. valuable player this season in the NFL. (laughs) No player means more to his team than C.J. Stroud. And if this team somehow miraculously makes the playoffs, 
If I had a vote, if he continues to put up the numbers that he's putting up, C.J. Stroud would be not just rookie of the year. I'm talking most valuable player. Steve, would you double down on that and say – D'Amico Ryan's is the the, the coach. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's a given. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a given. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you. Yeah. I mean, look at the talent on this Texans team. Or He's the elevating lack it, Steve. Yep. It's In fact, crazy. I was what you just said. I said to a friend of mine with another team. We were talking about Stroud and and this guy admitted who's in college scouting for another team. He said, "Yeah, he's way better than we expected." So yeah, I vote in two polls. One was for the Pro Football Writers Association, which mm-hmm. is probably the most detailed uh, voting on both sides of the football and. and uh, for words and, and also coaching and so forth. Yeah, because right now, by the way, as I said earlier, they've got they've got a tiebreaker now uh, over actually a couple teams, and that's that's see that the, over Cincinnati, obviously, uh, who they beat last week. And look, if if you look at that division, they're only a game back of the Jaguars. Who, but mm-hmm. man, that that they got absolutely smoked and embarrassed at home against the the Niners. Yeah, the Niners are back after that game. So, so we have to start talking about could the could the Texans, who I didn't give a stone chance to, to even come close to the Jaguars. They're only a game back. So, and remember, Houston smoked Jacksonville and Jacksonville. <laughs> Let's not forget about that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an incredible story for D'Amico Ryan's and for C.J. Stroud. Yeah. All right, looking forward to Week 11 in the National Football League. We're well past the halfway point. Adam Kaplan taking us to the finish line. Adam, thanks so much. We'll talk okay. to you next week. Thanks, Thank Adam. That's uh, Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. Now let's find out what is trending. Uh, doing double duty again, and this is because of UCLA uh, in action today during the day. By the way, I'm enjoying this game, Martin, uh, watching my <laughs> Bruins throttle USC. I mean, I'm enjoying it too because uh, that's a paycheck right there. You know, <laughs> there you go. You can't you can't play. Sitting, now can't UCLA does have another game yeah. next week against Berkeley, so you can hey, be right back next I, week. I very well may be in the spot. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? To Dan Byer, call me out of the bullpen, baby. I'm ready to go. There it is. Yes. All right. Who not ready to go? Uh, Tennessee and Joe Milton, thirty-eight to ten, midway through the fourth quarter. There, number one Georgia with a thirty-eight to ten lead on the eighteenth ranked team in the nation, the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, second ranked Ohio State with a thirty-seven a nothing lead over Minnesota in the third quarter. Number six, Oregon with a four to two to nothing lead against Arizona State. Are you witnessing a trend here? There's been a lot of ass whoopings today. <laughs> number sixteenth ranked Iowa is trailing Illinois thirteen to nine early in the fourth. Uh, number nineteen Notre Dame, Wake Forest, the Fighting Irish with a forty five to seven lead late in the fourth quarter. Clemson with a twenty eight to fourteen lead over North Carolina. North Carolina the twentieth ranked team in the nation. That one midway through the third quarter. Number twenty fourth ranked Oklahoma State. They were trailing for most of this game now have a 10-point lead 33 to 23 over Houston five minutes left in the third quarter number 17th ranked Arizona pounded 22nd ranked Utah into submission 42 to 18 and 18th ranked James Madison one of the better stories in college football this year well that story ended uh App State upset James Madison in overtime 26 to 23 fourth ranked team in the nation Florida State kicks off against North Alabama right about now and in the NFL you got Devon A. Chain Miami Dolphins running back he is activated off of injury reserve ahead of the game with the Raiders and Justin Jefferson not activated still dealing with that hamstring injury he is not activated off injury reserve for Sunday Kerry Steve back to you all right Martin thank you very much Uh, once again this is Fox Football Saturday Steve Hartman and Kerry Rhodes with you we're live from the tire studios 
I mean, what about this rash of quarterbacks going down for the year? I mean, this is crazy what's happening. I mean, I'm watching Deshaun Watson in that second half, 14 of 14, looking like Deshaun Watson for the first time, right. really, in a Cleveland Browns uniform. And then he has a season-ending injury. I'm like, what? What just happened here? Joe Burrow out for the year. Kirk Cousins out for the year. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers lost within the first few plays of the season. These are some big-time quarterbacks going down. And it's crazy because the the league is so hell-bent on keeping these guys healthy, and they can't do it. And that's part of what we talk about, right? There's, it's a war of attrition through a, an NFL season, right? It's a gauntlet. And so – to try to protect these guys by all these league rule changes and, you know, really making the game be flag football, that's not the way it that's not the way you avoid injuries. You avoid injuries by getting hit and going through certain things and your body becomes accustomed to taking those hits and you know, it things <laughs> that's part of being a professional athlete. And I remember when I was around, we would have the two a day camps and we'd be tackling and taking taking each other to the ground and you build that callus. Your body becomes accustomed to being able to take these hits. And I think with the league trying to prevent these things, they're actually making it worse. Well, I agree with you 100%. You know, and and this is why so many times we see teams with a bye week look stale going up against a team that had that extra game to keep the momentum going. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I mean, look, when I, you know, going back to my Raider days back in the Stone Age, it was just part of the game. You just sort of built that body armor based on the abuse you were taking. There were no bye weeks, none. (laughs) I mean, it was just 16 games right through. That's correct. I mean, it was was, intense. That was it. And then you went right through the playoffs. Yeah. Um, So no break at all. And, and And the quarterbacks, they were fair game in those days and getting beat up and everything else, no real penalties, and somehow those guys survived and played years and years and years. Sure, there were some injuries, but no more than we see now. It's way more now, and especially with the non-contact stuff, that happens a lot of times because your body's just not not used to those quick twitch moments, and and you have to, your body has to be ready for that. It has to have, has to go through the gauntlet of things to, to get to that point, and so I don't think we're allowing that to happen. And, and we talk about all these top top guys going down. It, it really shows how inept a lot of these front offices are and these teams are as well. You have to give your team a chance to win. You got to have guys that can back up those guys. And a lot of these situations, they don't have backups. Back in the day, you would have a, a Benny Testaverde and a Chad Pennington. You would always have a chance, even if the first guy goes down, to to still have that backup guy that can get the job done. And I think they're not putting the, the onus on having another guy ready to play if the guy goes down. So I think it's a combination of both. We just heard Martin talk about uh, James Madison suffering their first loss of the yeah, year. Yeah. Actually, it was their second loss of the week. The NCA <laughs> ruled that they were not going to be bowl eligible. They have rules about your first year as a FBS school transferring from the FCS level. Yeah. They weren't going to change that just to make an exception for James Madison. Even with one loss, obviously, James Madison would be bowl eligible. Right. Uh, but they were talking about, hey, we go undefeated this year. Uh, App State took care of them today. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Michigan did not look great today. They were able to prevail on the road against Maryland. What do you make of this whole Jim Harbaugh situation? And do you believe that Jim Harbaugh is coaching his last season at Michigan? Or 
because he was making some threats like, you know, you haven't seen the last of me yet. We know that he's been fishing for an NFL job to get back <laughs> in the league. Yeah. I don't know if the NFL is all that interested in Jim Harbaugh anymore. Last year, I know a couple of teams that weren't all that interested in hiring him as a head coach. Yeah. But what do you think of this? I, I call it a witch hunt. I mean, yes. I, I'm not exactly w- sure what the infraction is. Yeah. I'm also uh, don't understand how a guy could be there could be penalties against the coach when an active investigation is still going on. Right. What happened to innocent until proven guilty? I'm not quite sure what is going on, but what do you make of the situation? Yeah, due process has been thrown out the window here. It, it, I, I agree with you. It has been a witch hunt, and it's really unfortunate because it's taken him some time to get Michigan to where they are. You know, they, they win games, and they've always won games, but to get to where now, the, the last couple of years, he's kind of gotten over that hurdle, gotten over that hump to be in, you know, the the – the college playoff and have a real legitimate chance to win really great coach and a good guy. I know him. And so to see him have to go through this, especially with the accusations that they, but they're throwing out there, the cheating, the, 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 the sign stealing, which is all a part of football. I mean, we've done that for years. That's what we Every do. Every sports about sign stealing. That's what we do. We look for any key, any advantage to give us the opportunity to win within the rules and that's what we do. So for this to be the thing that's keeping him, preventing him from being with his team to actually have a chance to win it all and coach a successful team through the playoffs and, you know, possibly a national championship, it really sucks. UCLA just scored again. Oh, my God. What is that score now? Uh, it's about to be 38-13. to 13. Oh, yeah, man. A little rough way for uh, Caleb Williams to wrap up his career at USC. Yeah, just take a couple of knees and get out of there healthy right about now. <laughs> and, and the story was, again, that Chip Kelly, if UCLA lost this game, Chip Kelly was going to be fired on the spot. He wouldn't even coach next week against Cal. Right. Now the word was, well, what if they beat SC? Well, if they beat SC, he'll be fired after the Cal game. Yeah. Uh, but this is an impressive day for UCLA, and what a way for Caleb Williams to wrap up his career because, again, USC is bowl eligible. Uh, but I would say it's highly unlikely in some low-level bowl game that you're going to see Caleb Williams take the field. All right, he won the Heisman Trophy last year. He's not going to win it this year. We only have a couple of weeks left. I don't like to say this to a lot of people, but I actually have a Heisman vote. You have a Heisman vote. And I will update you on the current top three on my list coming up next. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Steve Harbin, Kerry Rhodes, this is Fox Football Saturday. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. All right, it's that time. Hey, let's go. Countdown commence. Heisman Watch. Three, two, one. All right, so this week and then two more weeks, and then I have to turn in my Heisman ballot. And I can say before I give you my current top three, this race will not be decided until the final games are played. It is absolutely wide open. That being said, here is my current number three. Daniels in the pocket now will decide to escape and run. Daniels up the middle of the field, sidesteps a defender at about the 40-yard line. Now he's free, near side, 15-10-5. Touchdown, Fighting Tigers. A Heisman run for the second time tonight, 51 yards for Jaden Daniels. All right, that's the LSU Sports Radio Network. Now, later on, LSU will be playing, and I know you say they have three losses Keep in mind, the two statistical barometers for a quarterback are passing efficiency and total offense. Jaden Daniels leads the nation in both categories by a wide margin. That's why he's on my list. Jaden Daniels, LSU quarterback, is my current number three. Here is my current number two. And now Tez comes back and joins Bucky in the backfield with Bo. And now goes in motion of the left back to throw Bo. Go to the end zone. Got him, Franklin. Touchdown, Troy Franklin. Touchdown. How about that dart? What a strike by Bo Nix. That's Jerry Allen from Learfield. How about today, Bo Nix, Oregon leading Arizona State. At Arizona State, 42-3 going into the fourth quarter. Bo Nix today is 24 of 29, 404 yards, six touchdowns. He is the most accurate quarterback, potentially for a single season in NCAA history. Almost 80% completion rate over the season. Wow. I know he's been in college seemingly forever. 92 years, for sure. We'll get to what's remaining on his schedule. But Bo Nix, Oregon quarterback, is my current number two. Here is my number one. Dunze and Bernard. Penix wants to throw. Looking downfield. Looking, looking. Takes a shot. Roman Dunze! Did he hold on? Yes, sir! Touchdown, Washington! Roman Dunze! Playing a Belindikoff kind of game. Another explosive this time for 33. Tony Castasoni from Learfield. Washington is 10-0 for only the second time in their history. Michael Penix Jr. leads the nation in passing yards per game, and he beat Bo Nix head-to-head. 
So that being said, the only two other players that I think are in the potential conversation are Marvin Harrison Jr. at Ohio State, yep. who today has three catches for 30 yards and one touchdown. Yep. He's just not putting up enough numbers. That being said, he's got Michigan coming up. Yep. And then if they beat Michigan, he's got the Big Ten championship game. Obviously, when we talk about Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr., potentially they have a head-to-head matchup in a Pac-12 championship game. No divisions in the Pac-12. It's the top two finishers. But that being said, Washington on the road today against Oregon State. Oregon State will also play Oregon next week. Imagine if they beat both Penix and Nix. And that's why Jaden Daniels is in the mix. Uh, Milrow at Alabama. He's playing really well down the stretch. Playing very well yeah. down the stretch. He's yeah. got three touchdowns today against Chattanooga. But again, what if Alabama were to knock off Georgia? And by the way, the way Georgia's looking right now, they won't. nobody's <laughs> going to beat them. But I mean, I mean, what if? Yeah, yeah. What if? So that's why I say this is going to come down to conference championship game weekend to decide who is the Heisman winner because I always look at it this way. When I vote for the Heisman Trophy, and this will be the 14th year I've done this, ultimately, when I look at my three finalists, because that's what you got on the ballot, three spots, Mm -hmm. what did you do in the biggest game on your schedule? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at your schedule. That was your biggest game. Mm -hmm. What did you do in that biggest game in your schedule? And that's how I decide who I vote for for the Heisman Trophy. I mean, that's what scouts look at as well. I mean, scouts, I mean, I remember coming out, we played We played Miami in the Orange Bowl. They were number three in the country. We were number 11 or whatever the case may be. And out of all the good games I had, <laughs> the one that got me drafted higher was playing Miami in the Orange Bowl, having two interceptions, right? So it matters. The thing about those three guys that you named, it's, it's a testament to them as players for getting better throughout their years because they all had hiccups early on in their careers. Yeah. So to be where they are right now, I, I remember Bo Nix playing at Auburn. I didn't think the kid could play at all. He transfers, goes to a situation that's right for him, right system, and becomes Bo Nix, the one that we know right now. So it's a testament to all three of those guys and the work they've put in. The order that I would have right now would be, I, I would put Bo Nix at one, Penix at two, and Jalen Daniels at three. But it's it's a toss-up. By the way, as far as Daniels and the three losses, I'll yeah. give you two quarterbacks that won Heisman's with three losses. Tim Tebow, when he won the Heisman as a sophomore, that was a three-loss Florida team. They ended up losing their bowl game as well. Of course, that didn't matter, but he was the first guy to do the 20-20. 20 touchdown passes, 20 rushing touchdowns. And the last guy to do was Lamar Jackson on a three-loss Louisville team. And I remember a lot of question about him or Deshaun Watson that year. And, of course, the Clemson went on to win the national championship. People were like, I want my vote back. And I'm like, no. I voted Lamar Jackson one. I had Watson two because he was the better quarterback at the time I voted. And it was a crazy debate, actually, what you were just saying. It matters between the games that you play. Those two teams play head-to-head, and Deshaun Watson actually won. So there was a big thing about that during the season. By the way, a lot of people say, well, we should vote for the Heisman after the bowl games. And my answer to that is no, because a lot of the stars don't even play in their bowl games anymore. It's a regular season award, and that's the way it should remain. All right, we got much more college football, including that Washington-Oregon State matchup, and more look at the NFL Sunday coming up. This is Fox Football Saturday. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Rolling along here on another huge college football Saturday. This is Fox Football Saturday. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be in the break, uh, Carrie was asking me, looking up at this Iowa-Illinois game. <laughs> Iowa's leading Illinois 15-13 to 13 inside three minutes to go uh, in the third quarter. Uh, I was kidding that Iowa's uniforms obviously look very similar to the Pittsburgh Steelers uniforms. They're almost identical. This is my favorite stat of this season. Bring it, bring it, bring so it. So there are 130 FBS schools. Yep. 130 FBS schools. Going into this week, total offense, the University of Iowa was number 130. Oh, 130? Dead last. <laughs> dead last. I mean, 130 FBS schools, total offense, and Iowa is at the bottom, 130, and their record going into this week, 8-2. and 8-2. And, and, and they may go to 9-2. and two. That's phenomenal. Now, Kirk Ferentz has been there forever. I think he coached now Kinnick. I mean, he's he's been at Iowa seemingly forever. But how is that possible that a team, especially in this day and age, yes. where we see these glossy offensive numbers and these quarterbacks that are atop my Heisman list putting up mind-boggling numbers, yeah. that a team that is that inept, where they are literally dead last <laughs> in the nation in total offense – could be eight and two, and they just got a big first down to extend. They, they look like they're heading to nine and two. How's that possible? Two. It's 
it defies all odds, Steve. Yeah. I mean, this team has been inept on offense for a long time. Yes. And Iowa Steve knows this. It's it's bad. But the fact that they keep winning, you're going to be 7-3, 8-2, every year and, and not have a chance to win the championship. But Yeah, because remember, they are going to be heading to the Big Ten championship <laughs> game and face either Ohio State or Michigan. And get beat by two touchdowns easily. Oh, easily. By either one of those teams. But if not more. I mean, the only reason I wouldn't say more is because of the brand of football they play, though. The brand that they play <laughs> allows them to be in every game. Think about this. So Michigan, right now Jim Harbaugh is not going to be on the sidelines for the Ohio State game. Right. There's been no mention about the Big Ten championship game. No. No. And he has said that they will feel the wrath <laughs> so if he's back on the sidelines yeah. for a Big Ten championship game, Michigan against Iowa, yeah. he will hold nothing back. <laughs> I mean, he will roll it up like there is literally no tomorrow. And you know what? I would pay to see that. I would actually go to the game to, <laughs> to see that happen only because he should. He should take all his frustration, all of the pain, all the suffering that that's being brought upon him and his team in Michigan and Ann Arbor. I would do the same thing. Yeah, I'm not a big Michigan fan. I'm yeah. not a Big Ten fan growing up as a West Coast guy. Right. But I do sympathize with him. And uh, it, it just seems so petty, whatever they're putting him through. But, you know, everyone's like, well, what does this mean beyond – the Big Ten season. Again, I found it very curious that there's no announcement about Michigan, which needs to win one more game to get to the Big Ten championship game, about his status to stand on the sideline for the Big Ten championship game. And obviously the playoff is completely out of the jurisdiction of the Big Ten. They have nothing to do with that. That's a that's a play for the playoffs. So they're in the playoff. He's going to be there, right. which could be a good news for their opponents since they're 0-2 the last year. How did they <laughs> lose to TCU last year? How is that possible? Yeah, a TCU that team that then lost 65 to 7 to Georgia the following game. Yeah. How did they lose it? I remember watching that game too. I remember I just remember all the breaks going to It was just one of those it was a fluke game. I remember really watching them and saying, I mean Max Duggan, I, really? Yeah, I mean it was a great story. Max Duggan's story was a great story. Yeah. But yeah, they should not have lost that game. All right. So uh we got a lot going on. This USC UCLA game now inside three minutes. Clock is ticking. SC did get a late touchdown, but it's not gonna matter. UCLA is gonna win this game uh thirty-eight twenty. I mentioned earlier Chip Kelly. Uh, and by the way, usually with these rivalry games, nothing is a better job saver than beating your rival. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Terry Donahue at his end of his run at UCLA. They weren't all that great, but he had five straight wins against SC at the end, <laughs> which is how he continued to come back year after year. Yep. But this is not going to be the case for Chip Kelly. Uh, I have been told by many reliable sources, regardless of how UCLA ends the season, that Chip Kelly's days are numbered as they move into the Big Ten this year. And we mentioned this early, Kerry, when we talked about this early in the season, about this literally being the last year of college football as we have known it. Right. For pretty much forever. Forever, yeah. With the complete dismantling of the Pac-12, with Texas and Oklahoma moving into the SEC next year. You know, four teams from the Pac-12, Washington, Oregon with USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten. Colorado, Utah, the Arizona schools moving to the Big 12. Stanford and Cal moving to the ACC. Yeah. Um, and, And, you know, if I were Michigan... Now that basically these schools can go wherever they want, whenever they want. <laughs> if I'm Michigan, I'm like, I tell you what, Big Ten, you gonna jump ship? 
Why do we need you? <laughs> right? I'm on the horn with the Big 12. I'm on the horn with the ACC. I'm on the horn with the SEC. Ooh. Are you interested in the big house? 100,000 fans? Any interest in the big house? Oh, yeah. Because we fill that thing every game. <laughs> a lot of money. That's, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Anybody interested in Michigan? I, I think so. Uh, man, that, that that would be daring and bold. And with all the realignment, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> I, I, if I'm Michigan, why would I put up with this nonsense? And you know who's behind it. There's only one school that's really affected <laughs> by any success that Michigan has. That's Ohio State. Like it's o, o to the state? Yeah. Oh. You know who's behind this. <laughs> Planting the seed and... So UCLA taking a knee right now, final seconds, and that is it. UCLA has defeated USC 38-20 to in what is most likely Caleb Williams' farewell. He's not crying today. He's got a smile on his face. He's yeah. going to be a very rich guy soon. Yeah, he's good. He's already a rich guy. Yeah, he's he's making a, rich a lot guy, yeah. of money. Yeah. I don't know what about Lincoln Riley, though. What? what is going to go on with the future of Lincoln Riley? This guy is being paid a boatload. Chip Kelly's like, look, I'm going to get fired, and I beat you today. <laughs> that was that was the clinch right there. That was the <laughs> hug. You know, I'm going. Hey, if you need a spot, I'm I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, so it's, it's probably that conversation going on. What if? He, yeah, I mean, Chip Kelly's an offensive guy, so it doesn't really help to bring him on over the jump ship. But uh, yeah, I'm sure it's some um, some very some very solid words going on between the muffled the muffled hug there. Kirby Smart and Georgia today went into Tennessee and worked them by a score of 38 to 10. Yeah. You saw the first play from scrimmage. Tennessee running back ran 75, 75 yards for yeah. a touchdown. First play of scrimmage. Tennessee got three points the rest of the way. Georgia ties the SEC record for most consecutive wins. Uh, they're at 28 in a row. They're building momentum each week, looking better and better and better, and trying to do something that no team has ever done. No team has ever won three national championships in a row. The AP poll dates back to 1936. Yeah. No team has won that championship three consecutive seasons. When you look at Georgia right now, you look at Michigan, you look at Ohio State, Florida State's still undefeated. Obviously, Washington's still undefeated. A lot of yeah. work to do there. Yeah. Anybody going to slow down the Bulldogs? The only team that has a shot is in their own division. Yeah. And that's Alabama. Yeah. That's the only team that I could see that could uh, challenge them. I mean, the way that Row has grown throughout the year and actually gotten his confidence. And, you know, it's crazy when you're a young guy and a talented guy and you're expected to do something and you have a little hiccup. And then your coach, you know, you know, sits you down for a minute and you get to actually a assess. A minute? Benched him you know, for a ex- week. Yeah. But you get to assess it. Yeah. And you get to understand how the game works. and. Then the coach gives you that vote of confidence to go back at, back in there, and he's playing that way now. And outside of Alabama, no team is going to stop Georgia. Georgia's, you know, in the past has been known for their defense and their defensive players and a running game and a quarterback that can occasionally make a pay a, a play. Carson Beck can play football. Oh yeah, <laughs> they can well, score know, a lot of points. We know he's a better quarterback yeah. than Stetson Bennett. Yeah. Oh, no question. I mean, Stetson Bennett was an overachiever. He was an overachiever. And, you know, he had a great college career, obviously, yeah. give you a cap by being a Heisman finalist last year. Yeah. And deservedly so. Absolutely. I mean, he was the leader of a great back-to-back national champion Georgia team, but no, Bex Bex he's a better quarterback. This and this team may 
it's hard to say this because their defense has been so staunch over the, yeah. over the years. Yeah, and but and, this team's a better team than those teams. Well, they have a better offense. I think they, <laughs> and they that's had, the, and that's the thing. Yeah, for sure. I think they absolutely have a better offense. Absolutely. So only got a couple of weeks left. Now we're getting ready for the kickoff of a game that could change a lot of things quickly, and that is Washington on the road against Oregon State. I, I heard on College Game Day they were hearkening back to a very famous Oregon State team. There haven't been many. Uh, it goes back to 1967. Oregon State that year, they were the, the, the giant killers is what they were called. They played an undefeated Purdue team that was ranked number two in the country, beat them. Mm-hmm. They then played a UCLA team that was ranked number two in the country and tied them in the days before or when we still had ties. Days, yep. And then they played USC, who was undefeated, ranked number one with O.J. Simpson, and beat them. Oh, wow. So they beat, in in the space of several weeks, they beat the number two, number two, will tie the number two, and then beat the number one team. Oregon State is home against Washington this week, and then they have Oregon next week in the Civil War. Oof. And this is the 11th ranked team of the country. Oregon State's a good team. And They're a good team. DJ Uyunglele has played much better with Oregon State than he did in his Clemson days, and he's also building a lot of confidence. So this is a huge game coming up. Uh, it's going to be kicking off shortly. Yeah, it's going to be a huge game. I'm actually excited to see this one. There, there, are, there are certain games throughout the weeks when you, you, it, it holds so much importance, and you actually, again, you talked about DJ wanting to see him kind of settle in and start to play the football that we all expected him to play. I mean, he's not playing on that level, but he's playing in an offense where he's able to, you know, it, it fits him. He, he he runs. He runs tough between the tackles. He can get first downs. He can manage the ball down the field, and he looks good with that team. And so, this game, Oregon State, Washington, for all the marbles for Washington, they really need to get this game to get to that next level of. I mean, even last year that Washington was kind of in the same boat, right? They were hanging around a team that was like, oh, all of a sudden this team can win the Pac-12 and Pac-10 and go to the playoffs, and then they lose, right? They're they're used to doing that. I actually see them losing this game as well. Well, they're going to have to play better than they have the last several weeks. <laughs> yes, uh, Penix has been able to get some big plays late in games yeah. to eke out a few Washington victories. But this is a different level, especially on the defensive side of the football. All right, coming up on the other side, we're going to get back to a little NFL news. We're at that point of the season where we can sort of cite the real contenders and some teams that are frauds. Ooh. And I got one team in particular that I'm going to tell you do not bet on this team to make a deep run in the playoffs. Which team? You'll find out. This is Fox Football Saturday. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Bummer. Here we He's go. Got it out. Oh, 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 they ran into each other. The two Miami He's going to score all the way down as the Miami <laughs> defenders run into each other. Thank God made the tackle. I'm tired, coach. <laughs> aren't you? Oh, you got to love it. Louisville 38, Miami 31. That's Paul Rogers from Learfield there. And yes, Carey's 10th ranked Louisville Cardinals taking care of business, defeating the Hurricanes of Miami 38 to 31. They have now earned a slot uh, in that ACC championship game. Jack Plummer. A couple of things about Jack Plummer. <laughs> he was at Purdue for four years, including a redshirt year. He went to Cal last year. And this year, a one year, sixth year rental at Louisville. By the way, he is no relation to Jake Plummer. There's so you know, because his name is Jack Plummer. Yeah. Oh, is that like Jake Plummer's kid? It's not. Uh, no relation to the uh, College Football Hall of Famer out of Arizona State, Jake Plummer. Uh, but Jack Plummer uh, leading Louisville to that big win. All right. So during the break, oh. uh, we were talking about Florida State trailing uh, South Alabama, uh, a team that's uh, three and seven this year by a score of. 13 and nothing. North Alabama. Uh, North Alabama, excuse Uh me. And uh, so we're watching the game, literally just turning to watch the game because we flipped the game on. Jordan Travis, who had an outstanding year for Florida State this year, he's on a scramble. He runs up the middle. He gets tackled. And as he, as they unpile of the body, his left ankle was literally pointing in oh, the wrong direction. Man, it was a complete snap of the ankle. Nasty. It was nasty. Uh, and they cut away immediately, uh, wisely show from the telecast. But uh, just, oh, man. I, I mean, for us mere mortals, when we see injuries like that, we just I mean, yeah. freak out. But for someone that plays the game, it's it's it, devastating, and they are showing Florida State fans are in a state of shock right now oh, as it, Travis is being helped off the field. Um, oh, obviously, a season over and his future. Uh, I mean, we see these devastating injuries, and you man. think they'll never play again. That was... Well, it was brutal. Brutal. I feel for the kid. I know the kid. He, was, uh, he came in as a, a Louisville recruit. 
He spent a couple years there, transfers to Florida State, and becomes the Jordan Travis that we all know now. And, you know, had this team flying high, number four in the country. I mean, playing really good football for them. And to see something like that, I mean, my 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 heart goes out to him and it goes out to his family, man, and to his teammates as well because they, they love the kid down, down there too. So it's a, it's a gut punch for sure. Yeah, that is it. That is the end of his career. So Jordan Travis. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was not good. It was not good. We, you know, in the studio, Steve talked about it. I mean, you watch these games as fans and obviously if it's not somebody on your team, you you know, you there's a human element of it that we appreciate. We know how tough it is. But when you're on that field and you go to war with someone like that and for him to be your leader, someone that you 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 really look up to to see them go down in that way it's it's just uh it's it's heartbreaking and well, it's been such yeah. a comeback year for Florida State football, uh, who was so dominant for so many years and yeah. then, you know, sort of went sideways and been trying to find the right coach to try to bring back Florida State to prominence. And obviously Jordan Travis, such a part of that. Uh, he's been sort of like on my fringe with Heisman candidates, sort of waiting to see how it plays out. But wow, that is uh, devastating. So uh, I don't think we're going to see that highlight. Going to have to find it somewhere else. Yeah. But yeah. it was a scramble play. Seemed like a, a rather routine tackle, but his ankle completely snapped. Yeah, lower leg. Yeah, it, it was one of those. It's it's gruesome. If if you're if you have a queasy stomach or you don't like those things, definitely stay away. By the way, this is Fox Football Saturday. Steve Hartman and Kerry Rhodes with you. We're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. Shortly after the show, our podcast will be going up. If you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to also follow, rate, and review the podcast. Again, just search Fox Sports Radio where. Wherever you can get your podcast and see this show posted right after we get off the air. All right, I want to get to the NFL for a second here. And it always amazes me week to week, the bandwagon fans based on a single game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know the NFL by now, and I know if you gamble on the NFL, you certainly know what I'm talking about. What happens one week has zero bearing on the next week. We see it week after week after week. Every time you're about to jump on the bandwagon with a team, they lay an egg. But there's one team that is getting a lot of hype this week, and I'm I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And that is the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> so the Cowboys are sitting at six and three right now, and that, that's a pretty good record. They're sitting at six and three, and they just blew out the hapless Giants, forty-nine to seventeen. Right. And a couple weeks ago, they blew out the Rams, 43-20. to And in between, they played a competitive game against the Eagles, of which they lost. Keep in mind, they have played nine games this year. Nine games. Of those nine teams, only two of them currently have a winning record. Mm. That would be the Eagles, who they lost a narrow loss to, and the 49ers, who blew them out. Right. So in other words, all six of their wins are against teams that currently have a losing record. One of their losses was to the Arizona Cardinals, who only have one win this year. 
Okay. Yeah. One win. Yeah. Now, Joshua Dobbs was the quarterback, and all of a sudden Dobbs has become a big story. We can get that out a little bit later on. Yeah. But the idea that somehow the Cowboys have put themselves back into the conversation mm-hmm. for a Super Bowl run, to me, is absurd. And there, I even heard one person say that no quarterback is playing better right now than Dak Prescott. Right now. And yeah. I'll give you one right now that is playing better than Dak Prescott, and that's the rookie C.J. Stroud. For sure. Is playing better than Dak Prescott. Right. So I know there's a lot of people, this America's team and everything else, they haven't even made it to a conference championship game since the 1995 season. 95, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, 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 I know there are a lot of anxious Cowboy fans, and I've said it. I mean, at some point, the football gods are going to say, all right, come on, enough. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to give you something, and yeah. we're going to put you back in the conversation. I mean, would you have the Cowboys ranked over the Lions right now? No, that four, they're fourth in the NFC. Okay, so you have the Eagles. Yep. You have the Lions. Yep. San Fran. The 49ers. And the 49ers, yeah. For sure. So they're fourth. But, I mean, obviously that order can 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 be... Uh, I mean, are they all that much better than Seattle? Yes. Okay, so they're better than Seattle. Better, better than Seattle, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're four. They're firmly in four, but they are playing better. I think offensively they're playing, they're playing better. I don't think defensively they are. So I think there's they haven't had a time this season where both were clicking together for any period of time. So if they can figure that out, then we can talk about it later. But right now, yeah, I think they're firmly cemented at the fourth spot in the NFC right now. And by the way, in the AFC, another team that I would put in that exact same category the are the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I mean, their wins this year are against the Chargers. Again, they should have lost that opening game. Yeah, They beat the Patriots. They beat the Broncos. They beat the Giants, the Panthers, and the Patriots again. Yeah, <laughs> None of those count. Those are all teams with currently losing records. Yep. They lost badly on the road to the Bills. They lost convincingly on the road to the Eagles, and they were competitive, but they lost to the Chiefs at home. Yeah, that, I'm sorry. That, that, that is not enough to put you in Super Bowl conversation. Yeah, no, not right now, not at all. But I think with Miami, since we're talking about Miami a little bit here as well, they're getting healthier, and they're getting their main guys back on defense. They just got A-chain back as well. So let's see how they go moving forward from here. But at this moment, you're correct. They both are in the same boat. They haven't had any really real quality wins. And so, but again, in in the NFL, a win's a win. We talked about that earlier with 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 uh, with the Steelers, right? So they're winning, and we'll, until they don't win anymore and lose in the playoffs, then right now we have to say. Right now, Miami's the the leader in the AFC East, right? So I'm trying to figure out on the AFC side. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's a two horse race between the Chiefs and Ravens. Is there anybody else in the? I mean, after Jacksonville, obviously, last week as Jacksonville hosted the 49ers, both teams coming off the bye week. Jacksonville had a five game winning streak. 49ers had three game winning streak. Yeah, a losing streak, and of course, you know. 49ers are getting healthy. They go, this is the week when we can actually figure out whether we should be talking about Jacksonville. Right. No. And they got smoked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a- absolutely smoked at home. So you look at the AFC right now. We're not going to take the Steelers seriously or the Browns, the Texans. Is it possible the Texans? I mean, Texans and Miami as the number three team behind the Chiefs and the Ravens? Oh, yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah, for sure. Because somebody has to win that division. And so, and so, I mean, Jacksonville, obviously, I think they are the team that's going to ultimately win that division. And uh, 
It's but we'll see. Yeah, I, I think Jacksonville is in that. I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's a tough one. I think. I mean, Jacksonville's going to win that division, but Houston's right there. All right, let's uh, let's find out what is trending right now. We welcome. Martin back into the mix right now, who is doing double duty, doing updates, and preparing for his own award-winning show, which will follow this show. That'll be, yeah, just about half an hour from now. Yeah. I'll be on there. It's in that seat. Kerry, keep it warm for me. And you know what? Turn your headphones down. Y'all are deaf in there. Turn your headphones no, down. No, no, no. Nope. First of all, nope. I've said this to you, Martin, many times. It's someone that's been doing this as long as I have, and yes, I'm deaf. Yeah, Martin said um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I get an adrenaline rush every word I speak. <laughs> well, it's not that. It's not vanity for me. It's I do music, right? So I have to hear all the nuances in the studio. So I will turn down. I is. will turn. Now, I usually I, I have to run out of here to do TV. Uh-huh. I don't have to do that today. So I'm going to purposely turn them down. I'm saying, Mister, I do music over here. Mister, I've been in radio since the start of time. Yeah. No wonder y'all are deaf because you turn it up too loud. I'm trying to be in this business for at least the next thirty years. I need these ears. I only yeah. got two of them. Yeah. The early Marconi radio that I worked with, it was it didn't work well, so I had to turn up just to hear. Well, you guys <laughs> talked about it just a minute ago. Uh, Florida State right now the fourth-ranked team in the nation. They trail North Alabama 13-3. Florida State just kicked the field goal. But uh, starting quarterback Jordan Travis carted off the field off after a gruesome ankle injury. It's one of those Kevin Ware, Willis McGahee. If you're not into it, don't we'll find it because you'll find what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, everybody in Doak Walker right now stating everybody concerned. It was senior night. The Florida State Seminoles announced all the seniors in alphabetical order. Jordan Travis came out last. It was a big moment, and everybody was going crazy. Because, again, you know, one of the – I mean, at this point, one of the best quarterbacks in Florida State history, Jordan Travis. Uh, yeah, and he is out and not expected to return at all this season, probably. Uh, junior Tate Rodemaker in for the Seminoles. He led that field goal drive. Again, they trail North Alabama with 12 minutes and 30 seconds left in the second quarter, 13-3. to uh, Number six, Oregon took care of Arizona State, 49-3. to and number 16th ranked Iowa took care of Illinois 15 to 13. Clemson just beat North ranked Clemson just beat number 20th ranked North Carolina 31 to 20. Uh 24 here we go. 21 ranked Kansas over Let's do that again. 21st ranked Kansas State over number 20th Kansas. Uh seven and nothing right now. Eight minutes left in the first quarter. And in the fourth quarter, as clock is winding down, Oklahoma State came back, uh, stormed back, really. Houston was, I think, 39 unanswered points, something crazy like that. But 43 to 30, Oklahoma State, the 23rd ranked team in the nation over the Houston Cougars. Kerry, Steve, back to you. Now here's what I would do with all those rankings. Okay. So this is just me. Martin, uh, because you have rankings and then you have scores on top, that's a lot of numbers. Right? Too many numbers, Steve. Too many numbers. So unless you have like top ranked Georgia, I mean, it, I don't know, Kerry. Is it really <laughs> interesting to you know twentieth ranked North Carolina rank losing to Clemson? It's like okay, well they're twentieth. I mean, they were competing in the ACC. Yeah, the the. The I mean, yeah, couldn't you just say Clemson took care of North Carolina today? No, Steve. They got to get the prestige. If they're twentieth in the country, then is that prestigious for Clemson to beat the twentieth ranked team in the country at home? They no. stormed the field after the game. Clemson fans thought so. Clemson stormed the field. Yeah, it was. Mm. Not, oh, that's not, terrible. Not the best look. That's not good. Mm. I didn't know that. Now let's throw, let's throw out the rankings. Let's throw them out. I don't know. Too that, many. <laughs> I, 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 Martin and I were talking about this earlier. A lot of numbers out there. Uh, thank you very much, Martin. As always, uh, once again, this is Fox Football Saturday. Steve Hart. And Kerry Rhodes with you. We are live from the tirerack.com studios. I did want to ask you about Joshua Dobbs and one of the great stories uh, in the NFL. In fact, 
what is what he has done has put himself in the conversation for NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Mm. But his comeback, and, and so many people say, well, a guy can't do this. And I'm like, yeah, he can. Geno Smith. Yeah. Uh, when Geno Smith assumed the control of the Seahawks at the start of last season, I didn't even know he was still in the league. I didn't either. <laughs> so you got Joshua Dobbs, who's been bouncing around this league forever. He ends up with Arizona because they needed a quarterback with the injury to Kyle Murray. Yeah. Then they trade him away to Minnesota because Kirk Cousins is out. Meanwhile, they're getting their Jalen Hall ready to play, the rookie who had been the backup, yep. all week. He doesn't get to take a single snap, meaning Joshua Dobbs, a whole week, obviously, uh, with his new team, first string, and then he's forced into the game and leads the comeback and then picks it up and does it again. All of a sudden, if you're the Minnesota Vikings, you're like, wait a second. All right. So a lot of teams might be interested in Kirk Cousins. Of course, he's coming off a blown Achilles. Joshua Dobbs. <laughs> Could it be a Geno Smith situation? You know, I hear these interviews with Dobbs. You know, the, the, the how he's been able to survive all these years. One, he's a very smart quarterback. Obviously, yep. Uh, and he can do a lot of things for you. He can run. He can throw. He obviously can pick up an offense real quick. Yeah. He didn't even know his teammates' names. <laughs> he didn't even know the plays. No. <laughs> I mean, we were kidding because we were watching that game live. Like, if you're Dobbs, knowing that you haven't taken a single snap with these people – if I'm the coach, I'm just saying, all right, look for an open receiver. If there's just run, if otherwise. Oh, and no he doubt. did more than that. But I mean, how when you see stories like this in the NFL, as someone again that played in this league as long as you did, Kerry, does that give you a greater appreciation? Is there any way to translate to us and the world yeah. how miraculous what Dobbs is doing with the Vikings is right now? I mean, you just look at your 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 normal McDonald's worker right let's take it to those terms like okay. you, you have to learn what the stations are you got to learn who are in those stations there's shift changes you go from fries to mopping from mopping to dishes like with a no training with you, no training like you just walk in the door and you're, if you walk into mcdonald's boom. in the back you would be lost right you, <laughs> you yes. wouldn't know how to operate the fry machine so for him to go out there and be a competent more than competent nfl starter on a team that's fighting to make the playoffs <laughs> and go in and beat a team in Atlanta who was had some momentum at the time and was in the playoff hunt themselves to go in there and to lead two drives down the stretch to beat them. It's just, you, there's no quantifiable way to describe it. And <laughs> for a guy like that to come after that, you can rest on those laurels, right? I just came in in two days and won a game. And now I come back the next week and, and even, you know, one up that it's just it's just remarkable man i'm so happy for him and i'm happy that he has a chance to have some success and people understand who he is as a player and not just as the smart guy that people kind of you know quantify him as well let's put it this way he has as many wins if you count him coming in relief to win that first game for the vikings yeah as bill belichick has this year with the new england <laughs> patriots two yeah the Belichick situation in New England, mm -hmm. is it fixable? No. It's done. You call something your way, right, for so long. It's called yep. the Patriot way, right? Mm -hmm. Those days are over. The kids are different. These guys that are coming in, they, they try to get away with more, having less, and they have done that in the past. But nowadays you got to have talent. 
And that team has zero talent. And if you don't have talent that buys into your scheme anymore, you're not going to have the guy that doesn't have talent buy in because he can't buy in. He can't do those same things. So right now, it's over. Let me and ask, you can, can I stop you for yeah, a second? Because I want to ask this question yeah. to you. Was there ever a Patriot way? I mean, when you take a Wes Welker, who is a nobody yep. and becomes an all-pro, yep. when you take a Julian Edelman, who is a college quarterback, a, yep. a special teams guy, and he becomes a Super Bowl MVP, yep. wasn't the Patriot way the Brady way? I mean, if you look at if you look at Belichick's record, his five years in Cleveland mm-hmm. and the years in New England when he has not had Tom Brady, if you had all those years, and that's six, of, that's ten years, yeah, one playoff win in all those years combined. I was, so I mean, I mean, I don't know how his legacy. If this season ends four and thirteen and he is dismissed, which seems likely at this point, yeah, and he never coaches again. Six Super Bowls, nine Super Bowl. I mean, all of this is going to be on the table. Like, how much was Belichick and how much of it literally was the Brady way, not the Belichick way? You got a fair argument there. And I was one that believed it was more Belichick than Brady. I think a lot of people were that, While I was a player, like, I really thought that because... Brady obviously would step up in those big moments, and and you know you would un- you could see that you can understand that and appreciate that. But even when Brady wasn't there, even though they didn't make the playoffs that one year, I think it was '07 uh, when when Brady got right. hurt. They won Matt, eleven Matt, games. Matt Castle, that year. They won eleven games with yeah. Matt Castle, so you could see that, and that was a sticking point for a lot of people, right? Like, oh, they still can win without him, but they never won the big one without him. <laughs> and so now, as I've gotten older and appreciated Brady for really what what he's done you got you got a fair point there steve <laughs> i mean i don't want to dismiss the guy's career right, i mean he's on right. the mount rushmore coaches he's won more super bowls than any coach period and, and to me it, you know how do you grade coaches it's very simple wins and losses right there's not, nothing else i can go by but this catastrophe this year for the patriots really comes as no surprise and when you look at what he did a year ago mm-hmm. to derail his coach, uh, quarterback Mac Jones after his great rookie season by not having a legitimate offense coordinator and then throwing Bill O'Brien into the mix to try to fix the mess that he created. Yeah. That's the bottom line with any head coach. Yeah. You are the buck stops here. Mm-hmm. So this two and eight sits square on the shoulders of Bill Belichick. And the crazy thing about it to me is. He can still coach, but the problem with him, ego, yeah, and trying to be the GM as well, those are the players he's pick. He's picking, like these guys have no talent. So, I think if he goes to a situation because I've heard rumblings that he may go somewhere else. So whatever, he has to solely focus on coaching, not your players. We're going to bring in the best players that we can bring in. You coach him up, and I think that's a big part of the the problem all right coming up on the other side more nfl news and we'll sort of shake out over these last couple of weeks the different scenarios that could play out in which four schools end up in the playoff this is fox football saturday can they get this i'm katia adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Play away, yes, right at the at the horn. Pass goes underneath. Habermill's got it. A juke move at the 10. Big guy going. Big guy in there. Touchdown, UCLA. Hudson Habermill for the second time today would not be denied. That's Josh Lewin right there from Learfield. It's our progressive play of the day. Actually, it was my play of the day with UCLA <laughs> taking care of USC today by a score of 38 to 20. It is our progressive play of the day brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes abundantly easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. This is Fox Football Saturday. Steve Harbin and Kerry Rhodes with you live from the TireRack.com studio. Those are amazing supporting cast. Lorena, as usual, phenomenal, flawless, perfect, as usual, running the show on the board. I have no idea. You talk about it. How would you like to handle that job? Like, say, first day on the job, start pushing buttons. Yeah, no. No. no, no I wouldn't no, even know what you, I can't not. push a single no. button. No. But Lorena does it flawlessly she every single does day. does it really well. Uh, of course, uh, Martin, uh, who's already getting ready for his show, he was doing the updates. And, and Brandon... By the way, uh, I didn't get your thoughts on Brady Hoke announcing his retirement uh, from San Diego State. Uh, new future <laughs> for the Aztecs. I love Brady Hoke. Yeah, he's a great guy. Great guy. But uh, he announced his retirement. It was which time. Is way they, it was time. Yeah. By the way, very tough weekend, San Diego. Peter Seidler was the owner of the Padres, someone that I got to know very, very well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wonderful man. I put it on social media that he was, without question, the greatest team owner in San Diego sports history because he's the only owner that actually said, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Not just talk the talk. He walked the walk. Jacking up that payroll of the Padres. Didn't work out this year. 
he had a sense of his own mortality. He had been a two-time cancer survivor. I had heard a few months ago that his health had taken a turn for the worse. He passed away. Um, but they, they fill Pecco. That place was a ghost town just a few years ago. And yeah. now they sell out every game. Mm-hmm. So he, he proved in a so-called small market, if you do it right, as he did, uh, you can be highly successful. Don't, there's no such thing as a small market. There's just small spenders. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, he will be missed, no question. The Seidler family obviously will retain, and I'm sure they'll follow in his footsteps. But uh, he was a wonderful man. Wonderful man. And I don't know if you saw this, Steve, but um, so at the owner's meeting, I guess they were, you know, talking about the A's and Vegas and all that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stuff. But there was actually a group of seven to eight owners who were discussing voting no until the leader of that group suddenly passed away on Tuesday. Did you hear about that? No, I did not. Uh-uh. Yeah, that was according to uh, I believe it was Locked On A's who reported that. Yeah, well, it's just sad that yeah. you know. Well, I mean, and this is this is the problem for so many sports fans out there. You have a team that you love, right? And if you don't have the right owner in place, if you don't have a... You would hope that the owner of the team that you live and die with feels the same way about their team. Right. And unfortunately, I won't say a majority, but pretty close to a majority don't. It's a business. <laughs> and they're in it to make money. Yeah. So whether that's moving a team, I mean, this goes forever. Um, that's all they care about. Right. There's a bottom line. Yeah. I mean, if you have a guy that cares about you and that care is reciprocated, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes, makes you be a little bit more invested in that team for sure. Yeah. So it's a very frustrating, but for Padre fans, Peter Seidler was a godsend. No question about that. Uh, just wanted to do a quick update here on this college football playoff as we have a couple more weeks left. Obviously, this devastating injury to Florida State quarterback Jordan Travis. Right. And by the way, your Louisville Cardinals now will be facing Florida <laughs> State in the ACC championship game. Yeah. Um, that doesn't doesn't help our cause at it all. It doesn't. No, no, no. We wanted Florida State to be undefeated in full strength and number four, obviously, and have a chance to beat them and then move forward. But, but if you look at it right now, if Georgia runs the table, mm-hmm. And either Michigan or Ohio State runs the table. You know, they're in the playoff. But what if we have two one-loss teams in the Pac-12? Right. I would imagine if Oregon were to run the table and win the rematch against Washington, they're in. For sure. But Florida State with Jordan Travis out now... I mean, it is wide open. It's going to be wide open. That last spot's going to be <laughs> interesting because you know, will, will a two will a two loss SEC team get in there? I mean, I mean, if Alabama is competitive in a loss to Georgia, exactly, that could be a case. <laughs> All right, there's a lot more college football coming up. What's going to happen? Oregon's taking a knockoff Washington. Keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Radio from BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.